excuse me, St. John chapter 21. Amen. Seems like I'm supposed to be announcing something I can't remember. So we'll just let that go. Amen. Services. I am looking forward to communion. I want you to take some time to consecrate yourself, pray and fast. And amen. Let's prepare for one of the darkest times, amen, of the year that people celebrate, humans celebrate. Amen. You know, I know it's hard to call it a dark time when we when we equate kids and getting candy and the trick-or-treating and all the stuff, but it's it's actually celebrating the worst of the worst, and uh, we need to recognize that. So please be careful in your celebration. If you celebrate that, uh, I don't. We don't as a church, but uh, amen, please be careful. Uh, and I would say this, I'd be careful what I'd post uh, that others might see, not because they see it, but what you might influence others uh, to think that's okay. Amen. Just be careful. John chapter 21, we're going to read verses, I think, 1 through 12, if the Lord wills. John chapter 21, verse number 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. Tiberias, Tiberias. And on the wise showed he himself. Get this. They, there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee and, and the sons of Zebedee and, and two other of his disciples. Verse 3, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. I go a fishing. Sounds like Rick, Brother Rick. I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with you. They went forth and entered into a ship and immediately Immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Verse 4, but when morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto them, children, have you what, any meat? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship, you shall find. They therefore, they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Verse 7, therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. John had to tell it, it's the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. He girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked. And he did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. And as soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire. Now, notice what's happening here. A fire of coals, and there and, fi- there and fish laid thereupon, and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which you have caught, now caught. And Simon Peter went up, drew the net to the land, full of great fishes, 153. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples did ask him, 
Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Going back to verse number 6. They were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. I want to preach this morning, this afternoon, amen, more than enough. Say it with me, more than enough. Thank you, you could be seated. I know when we say things sometimes we, we do believe them or we, we feel like or think we believe them. But do we really consciously dwell on them and hold them dear, the things especially that we believe God is doing or wants to do and is able to do? Uh, First, I want to point out God's word commands us. (laughs) God's word, I should say, commands. And when God commands, usually it flies in the face of uh, common knowledge. Uh, when God says something, uh, it's not always obvious to us. And so when God says and does some things, common knowledge, I mean, it just flies right in our face. Common, I mean, because it goes beyond the common knowledge that, you know, we think, well, this is the reason, this is why, or this is how things can happen. And how we think things and how we practice things is kind of what we become. Now, Here, the disciples obeyed and cast their net where Jesus had commanded. We know that. We know that scripture. We know that, you know, that's what took place. That's what happened. But do we know? Do we realize? They obeyed. But in the shallow waters near the shore, do we realize? Not normally a place a professional fisherman would fish. They had fished all night out of the boat, out in the, out in the water, and nothing. Where it was supposed to be, it wasn't. And where the Lord said, it is, it was. Now, that, that's what I'm saying. So common, common sense or common knowledge to us, common practice to us might be different. I mean, we've got to understand, they were pro- the professionals. I love that. Because God likes to take professionalism and shove it aside. And he likes to show the supernatural. He likes to show his willingness to go above and beyond. He likes to show us as his people, he's more than enough. Come on, do we realize, you know, all of us have issues. We all have health issues. We all have financial issues. We all have family issues. We got all kinds of things that we we deal with on a daily basis, weekly basis. We all have that. But do we really understand and believe that God is more than enough to take care of whatever we go through? They were not amateurs. They knew what they were doing. Think about it. Get this because no one recognized Jesus. Could it be that sometimes we get so caught up in our moment? Come on, listen to the preacher. We get so caught up in the now and what we're involved in, we don't know that the Lord's right there. He's right there. I mean, He just spoke to the church, He just spoke to us to let us know. He's doing, he's doing, we've got to be able to see it. 
He's doing, we got to be able to believe it. And there's not a lot of time. Now, we may think of time differently than God. But to him, it's not a lot of time. He, he's got to deal with what he has to deal with in the time that there is. There's things going on right now that there's, there's answers and there's issues that need to be dealt with. God knows that because it affects all of us, does it not? Everything that's going on affects all of us. They didn't see Jesus. You know why? Probably, watch me, probably because they weren't expecting him to show up. Come on, smile real big. Sometimes we get surprised when Jesus shows up. Right here in the mess. I mean, think about it. They had worked and toiled all night, but Rick, nothing. You know, Peter gets a big idea and says, I'm going fishing. I mean, that's life. I'm going to enjoy myself for a moment. Well, I'm just going to go fishing. That's what I enjoy doing. And he hopped on the boat and became the captain of the boat. Matter of fact, the vessels that it's talking about there, the Galilean vessels, they were about 15 foot long. They weren't huge, about 15 foot long. And so they're there, and they're fishermen. They know what they're doing. Nothing happens. And so what we don't need sometimes in life is right in the middle of nothing happening, Someone to stand on the side and say, what you got? Embarrassing. Embarrassing when you're, you're a professional and you have nothing. And there, there's somebody up on the shore saying, hey, y'all got anything to eat? Uh, no. It, it shows you. God knows. And I believe God's even asking some questions to some of you. He's asking you the questions that you know he already knows. But he wants you to answer, and he wants you to be straightforward. No, I'm about as empty as I can be. Come on, hear the preacher. They didn't know where he was, but he's here now. Get it? They, they, they weren't expecting him to be there, but there he was. He's here now. He's here now. He's in this place now. Hopefully, we are expecting him. I mean, the Lord spoke. Do you think God spoke to us and left? Come on, because, oh, well, we got, we got our daily dose. We're done. Come on. Think about it. When the music stops, we're done. That's not how it works. Come on, you may be toiling, you may be all, it may be, you may be tired in body, but guess what? The Lord's standing on the side watching, and he knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what you've done. He knows exactly what you've accomplished. He knows exactly what you have. But he says, you got any meat? Anything to offer? They didn't know where he was, but he knew where they were. Oh, come on, throw your hand out. I thank God he knows where I'm at. Notice something, though. Put up verse 3. Peter said, I go fishing. It was Peter who decided. He decided to go. Peter was the captain of the boat. 
Amen. But notice, who was the first one to leave the boat when he found out it was Jesus? <laughs> Peter got out of the boat, verse 7. John says, it's the Lord. And without hesitation, oh, get this, without hesitation, Peter wrapped himself in his fisherman's coat. And what did he do? He jumped. He went in, heading toward Jesus. He forgot about the boat. It didn't matter about the brothers. Come on, what was, what? I'm the captain. It didn't matter. He jumped. He was the first one to head to the Lord. Let me tell you something. One good thing about this that I've never seen before. When Peter jumped out, guess what? That's showing us when we're empty and we have nothing, the best thing to do is head toward the Lord. When I've got nothing to offer and I know the Lord's around, come on, that's the best place to be. And he didn't hesitate, headed toward the Lord. Forgot about all the stuff that he was supposed to be in charge of or know about. Now, the, the, the disciples minus Peter, Apostle Peter, they, they weren't able even to get the net in the boat. And if you're like me, when someone's not pulling their weight, I get an attitude. Well, Lord, your idea... Your boat, what are you doing? Heading to the Lord. We could get frustrated because somebody's doing something right and we're struggling. And, and, and we read, they couldn't get it in the boat. They didn't, they didn't have the strength. They couldn't get the net in the boat. Now think about it. No rational person because you know what? They caught more than they could handle. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if you just got more from the Lord than you? Why not? More than enough. If, if the, listen, if the Lord's instructing you that he's going to bless you, believe him. And in that blessing, he may ask you to do something. Put your net on the right side. He may be asking you to, to take a step of faith. He may, he, may, he may be seeing if you're going to be obedient. They were obedient. They obeyed the, they obeyed the Lord when he said cast their net on the, on the right side. Listen to me. God's way is more than enough. They caught more than they could handle. Now, now think about this. No rational person, and I'm sure there's people here that consider themselves pretty rational, would agree Come here, Zach. Quit writing. I have to make him nervous every time I say that. I don't have to. Oh, yes, I do. It's... Think about it. <laughs> no rational person, no educated person, would ever think putting a dab of oil on somebody's forehead could take away anything. 
could heal them, change them, move them. Right? I mean, think about it. We anoint our heads. We pray. No rational person, they go, oh, well, a little dab of oil, that ain't going to change or do anything. You're right. It's not that. It's faith and obedience. When you put faith and obedience together, God does something every time. Hear me. When God speaks and we, oh, hear me. When God speaks and we obey, you better believe he's going to keep his word and he's going to do what he said he'll do. Look at it. Nobody in their right mind would think just putting a spot of oil, applying it on our head. Amen. That someone would be healed of, you know, uh, something major. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about a headache. I'm talking about something in their life, something happening. God, God will deliver. God will heal. It's not going to have any, that little dab of oil is not going to have any effect on suffering. But it does. Oh, but bless the Lord. Somebody say, thank God. Because many, many, many people will testify that following that very prescription, it produces. How many has been healed after being anointed and prayed for? How many has felt the anointing of God, amen, from that little dab of oil and prayers of faith that were spoken? Why? Because it's in obedience to the word of God. Go with me to James chapter 5. Look at verse number 13. James chapter 5. Verse 13. I'm glad the Lord did what he did today because this is important. Is any among you afflicted? Is any, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is there any happy, any merry? Let him sing songs. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him, whoa, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Come on, we want to see miracles happen. Amen. Let's start uh, obeying the word of God. God says, cast your net on the right side. Come on, we might think it was easy for these professionals, but it was something inside them that said, wait a minute. I've already been out. I know what I'm doing. But they didn't. They obeyed. And they threw their net on the right side, and they reaped a harvest more than enough. Come on. We want to see things happen in church. Start asking for prayer. Start at, Come on. Don't wait for the preacher. Don't wait for somebody hey, grab you by an arm. Start asking God for prayer. Amen. Come on. I need your prayer. Elders, I need your prayer. Saints, I need your prayer. And we anoint people. Guess what? When we follow the prescription of the Lord, we'll see things happen. I don't need to go up there and have them put that swab stuff on me. Set in your seat and stay like you are because that's exactly what's going to happen. It's called doubt. It's called fear. And it could be called pride. 
Well, I've been in the church for 50 years. I don't need, I don't need some of these young whippersnappers praying for me. You're a liar, you do. Because it's the word of God. You hear what I say? It's the word of God. It, the word of God. I don't find anywhere where there's any prescription, amen, for uh, age or for a bracket or for a culture or for, it, it, come on, there's no, there's nothing there that says, listen, this is the reason why we do or we don't. Look at it. And the prayer of faith, verse 15, shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. And if you have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Look at your neighbor say a twofer. Healing and forgiveness. And man, look at me. Man, do I need both. Man, do we need both. Healing and forgiveness. Because we're walking around in our own pride. We're walking around in our own self. We're walking around in our own self-righteousness. And we think, man, that's all right. I don't need that. But the Word of God says, listen, amen, if we're going to say what God says and what God wants, amen, if we're going to hear what the Lord is trying to tell us, then we've got to understand there's a right way to do things. Catch your net on the right side. It may be not the deepest. It may not be what you think. But guess what? It delivers. Let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. It's another illustration of the way God chooses to work. Yeah, I know in the church there's people smarter than I am. Yeah, I know there's people, amen, more professional than I am. But I know one thing, in a moment of time, if we believe... Jesus can produce more than enough. Get that? He don't, he don't look at your pedigree degree. He looks at your obedience and faith. Obedience and faith. He don't need, he don't need my sacrifice, but he loves it when I give it to him. You don't need my hug, but sometimes we need a hug. Somebody that just gives you a hug. You understand? Sometimes we need a little love. We don't think, oh, well, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, no, you need a hug. Don't you love it when the Lord hugs you? Don't you love it when the Lord shows up and speaks to his people? The Lord says, now listen, the Lord's speaking to some folks. The Lord says, cast your faith here. He's specific. Put that net over there on the right side. There wasn't, listen, there wasn't talk back. Well, well, you know, there wasn't, what they do? They obeyed. Because, you know what, can I say, and, and I think I'm talking to some folks here exactly. I, I really do. You, you know what, even if they felt like they knew more than the Lord, they knew, you know, about the, you know what they did? You, you just do it. Because you know what? We were out all night. Nothing happened. I'm talking to somebody. What do you got to lose? Cast that baby over there. What do you got to, oh, what do you got to lose? Trust the Lord. Trust the word of God. What do you got to lose? Because what's going on ain't working for you.
healing. I don't know if the Lord's going to heal you, but get anointed anyway. Ask for prayer. Well, I don't have confidence. I don't care if you have confidence. He didn't say have confidence in your elders. He said the prayer of faith. Because at any given moment, out of the mouth of babes, out of the mouth of others, God can use. Do you think for one minute that we're the only ones God could speak to? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm talking the Lord can talk to a doctor. He can talk to a surgeon. He can talk to somebody that don't even serve him. He can use them to help me. I don't think some of you realize God has used people to help you. He should get the credit for it. It's not what we do. It's what he does for us. <laughs> you know, now watch. How many's noticed this? Jesus is up there like this, proud as a peacock. Look at boys out there. Look at my. Hey, ain't nothing happening. It's kind of funny. Told all night. He tells them what to do. But before he told them what to do, what did he do? Did you notice it? He had a fire going. And he had some fish on the fire. Hey, he, what, oh, get, I'm not going to be selfish about this. Y'all need to eat something. I got a little dab up here. It's not just for me. But he said, when you come up, bring some of those fish with you. Because we're going to eat. He, oh, you didn't get that. He already prepared. Oh, you didn't get it. He already prepared. He, before he ever told them what to do, he, before he ever told them to throw their net over the right side, he already had a fire going. There's already coals in place. There's already fish on the grill. And guess what? He says, go ahead. Do you understand what that's saying? God knows what he's doing in your life. God knows what he's going to do for you. If you'll just trust and obey him and his word, he's going to provide more than enough. Come to music. Their way produced nothing. Get in an unlikely place. Put your net on the right. We're too close to the shore. Put your net on the right side. In an unlikely place, at an unlikely time, it wasn't the best time to be fishing. That's why they were coming in. Amen. Unlikely place, unlikely time, unlikely hour to fish. <laughs> but Jesus was already prepared. Verse number nine. Go ahead and throw it up here. Verse number nine. Once you see it, because he was already already had the fire going, already had the fish frying. And as soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid thereon and bread. Church, if there's anything we need to do, we need to come prepared. We need to come prepared. Come on. We have the spirit of the Lord. He was prepared. There's people out there. There's people out there. And they're doing their thing. And the Lord wants to let them know, listen, there's a right way. 
There's a right way. There, there's, a, there's a place of anointing. There's, there's a place of the word of God that, that you can get to that, you know what? It doesn't make sense, but it's, it's going to happen. You see, God may be telling somebody something right now don't make sense to you. You're trying to reason it out. Can't figure out why. Because we're stuck on, why is this happening? I'm talking about me now. Why is this happening to me? Why do I have to go hungry? Why do I have to spend all my time and seem like nothing's happening? Come on, there's all kinds of elements in this little message that the Lord is showing us. But he said in verse 10, he said, bring what fish you have. Bring some of the fish that you've now caught. And notice this, and I don't know if I may have used this before. I don't know because I remember talking about 153 fish, 153 fish. Who counts them? I mean, a net full. Who goes, one, two, three. A hundred, it's in the word. It's no different than the 5,000 that were fed. No different than the 3,000 that was added to the church. Numbers. Why the 153? Why is there a, even a number listed? Stand with me. Why? I told you from the beginning. The Lord's going to prove he's more than enough. They had way more than their next meal. Watch. And even this, I believe this here. Even the Lord knows as a business person, as a businessman, as a fisher, as fisherman, what God do? He not only provide the next meal, but he provided more for them to sell, more for them to share, more than enough. He took care of them. I hope somebody's getting this message today because the Lord's trying to do the same thing for you. Plenty to eat, they had. Plenty to sell, plenty to share. So I'll ask you. Come on, I want you to really get serious right now. What is the Lord asking of you? Come on, you're in the boat. You're in the boat. You're there. What's the, what, what is the Lord asking of you? What command, what is he in his word are you finding it difficult to obey? It's, it's real simple. You want to harvest? Cast it on the right side. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You already know what the right thing is. Come on, you already know what to do. This altar's open right now. Just come and talk to the Lord. Hide you. Because listen, when, when that happened, he had to allow that anointing. <laughs> he had to know that direct. Oh, wait a minute. From 32,300 is a lot. I mean, it's like, man. All of a sudden, the place empties out. And I don't know. It does, the, the scripture doesn't say, I don't know if it affected Gideon in a way. And, you know, we just don't know it. But I'm sure in, in, on the humanitarian side of it, he's like, oh, Lord. Because he had made that statement before. Oh, my Lord. Are you sure? I mean, 300 from 32,000 to 300. What does that tell us? God can take you. God can take any number. 
get this? And accomplish major battles. You're left, you're here for a reason to accomplish major battles for the Lord. Whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on. Think of, man, I, I just know anointed and directed means more than number. Hello? Hello? Because, listen, God knows, and that's why he said, choose the men that would drink the water. Amen. Bring it up to their, you know, cup it and bring it up to their mouth because they're paying attention. God knows, you know what, if I don't do it the right way, you know what, I'm jeopardizing everybody by bringing these other yahoos in that's not paying attention. Come on, we've got prayer warriors in this church. We've got people that are sincere in this church. And that's all God needs, uh, amen, is his anointing and his direction to go forward. You've just got to decide how you're going to lap the water. You've got to decide how you're going to posture yourself. Stand with me. You've got to decide that. Notice, notice, notice this. God let them decide, didn't he? Take them down the water and let them drink. God let them decide. Those that got down, man, was so thirsty and ravaged. Those that paid attention. Are you here? If we're telling people we're living in the last days, you better start drinking the water and observing what's happening we know we know that we have to hear what the spirit is saying the spirit is saying it the spirit is motivating people to see we see whether we want to you know stick our head in the sands we want to hide from it we want to make make all the excuses we can well you know I'm you know and I, you know and even act like sometimes we're humble about it no what we've got to know is listen yes god's about to do something Get your eyes off of that. God's about to do something. You better get ready because the Lord is going to take the church. The Lord's coming after his bride. He's coming. No, I mean, he's coming. There, there's not if, there's doubt. It's not an opinion. He's coming because he said he's coming. And he's giving us warnings, and he's giving us signs. Amen. We know, even by nature, the trees. We know by nature, amen, the signs of the time. We know, amen, what he said in Matthew 24, amen, about there'll be wars and rumors of wars and famine and past. And yet we sit around and say, oh, my God. You know, that's what he said. Watch for. But here's what happens. It happens. Watch. Remember Gideon? Seven long years. Things start happening in little dabs to where the next thing you know, we're captive. We're captive. We're captive. We've bought into it. We've, sold, we've got to be this way. That's a lie from hell. You hear, you hear the preacher, that's a lie from hell. 
thinking that you're all this time. I, I've got, well, it's just my, you know, we just got to, just got to, just got to deal with it, you know. I told somebody the other day, I said, they asked what, what's one of the worst one-liners that you hate. People would say, oh, well. Oh, well. What a cop-out. Oh, well, nothing. Of course we know we're in poverty. Of course we know where we're at. Of course we know our situation. But we've got to know what God wants to do. And if you don't know what God wants to do, it's on you. He's not willing anyone perish. We know that. He don't leave or forsake us. So if someone's gone or not in that arena, who left? Just be humble. Yeah. I'm in this condition. Yeah, we're, you know, this is where we live. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Be humble about it. Say yes. Mighty man or woman of valor. God's got something in store for you and your family if you will hear, if you allow that anointing to take place. Let me say this the right way. Put up verse 12. I'm closing. (laughs) We would think the words, the Lord is with thee, would be enough. But we're living in a time, the Lord is with you. The Lord is in you. And for you, it's not enough. Oh, my God, what are you saying? The Lord is with thee. You get it? He said, thee, not them. You get it? The Lord is with thee, not them. You've got to accept the challenge. You've got to accept the anointing. You've got to accept the direction. You've got to make it personal. God said it. You've got to, God said it. I believe it. Enough said. And when you let the enemy know, it don't matter what you say, what you do, God said it. I believe it. And you move forward in it. Oh, yeah, there's obstacles. You know, you're going to have, oh, I've got this, 32 to 3. It'll not fire from you. There's things that'll happen. But we've got to believe God. It's anointing and it's direction. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you.